Yeah, I'm Joshua Potts, Mr. Possible, yes, always sir. with a brother with the same mother. Aaron Potts, super hot Potts, and you're watching and listening and walking by, and you should come over here and talk and chat with us at Under Armour Mission Control with your favorite two black runners every single two black two. Live again at Under Armour Mission House. We are here at USA's Aaron. We're back reviewing, recapping, previewing all world championships. I'm hyped, bro. Bro, I'm honestly just really proud of my vocals right there. Yeah, that was nice. Bro. That was honestly, that honestly was one of the best, best ones. I held that for like pretty you didn't long. Crack or nothing. No like cracks you, or nothing. Like, bro, you held that. You I, held I'm that. honestly pretty that. That was just as good as the performances we saw it on the track, to be honest, when you really think about it. So should we just dive right into that? That's why we're here. We're here to talk about World Championships and things have been happening for the past three days. Day three, one of the best days overall from the beginning. We had the marathon and then at the end, having the women's 100 meters. It's been an amazing day. And Aaron, I got to ask you, from what we've seen from day three, who or what changed your mind the most from day three here at the World Championships? Man, that, that is so hard to say. There's been so many great performances, to be honest. But I would say today, the biggest thing that stood out to me is the love for Ryan Krauser. That was big. That was big. The whole stadium, there's races going on, there's discus going on, there's povo going on. But when that guy steps into the rink, everything pauses. He don't even ask for a clap. He don't. He don't, he don't ask even for a ask clap. for a he clap. They just, they just know to start clapping. And... What's so impressive to me about Ryan Krauser is, like, he is really, like, you throw a little bit further, the next throw, he's going to pass you. Yeah. And it's like, I, I feel bad for my boy Joe. <laughs> I want I, I, I mean, I'm cool with Ryan Krauser, but I kind of wanted Joe, Joe to win. I know he won the last World Championships, uh -huh. but Krauser been dominant, dominant lately, and he did it again today. That was super impressive. I think the most amazing thing about Ryan Krauser is just the fact of the consistency. Like are you saying, like if you want to beat him, you got to throw like a world record. You got to throw a championship record. But this guy with his throws is super, super consistent. Because Joshua Awatunde, he went out there and had a real, rig, real big throw with that 22-2. And I was all like, dang, this dude maybe has the potential to as well, like maybe pass Krauser. But then didn't really hit something like that. But like every single time, Krauser through it was 22 22 20 through 22 he was there every single time and that's really like the true sign of the greatness that he has and like you're just gonna clap anytime he's he's on he's up there you know what I mean one other thing I'll say is like today like really it was my one of my first times really like I mean besides when David our brother threw like sitting down there's very few times I've really sat down and watched the entire shot put yeah. Final and to be able to do that at the World Championships, it was so amazing. Like, TV just doesn't do it justice. Like, if you love track and field, like you really need to come to a track meet live and see the field events because it's so impressive. But another event that I was re I really loved today and I watched the entire thing was the marathon. Yeah, the marathon. The was men's crazy. Marathon. marathon was lit. I was really tuned in for two hours. I got <laughs> up at I got up at five o'clock. We made my way over to Austin Stadium because I needed to experience this. And seeing all of the countries out there, like the African nations, like Eritrea and uh, Ethiopia, all with their flags, and just all the emotion from all the different teams for over two hours, Yeah, that, that was really impressive, bro. That's another thing. If you never really the, – the marathon on TV, it just doesn't do it justice, to be honest. You got you to gotta come here and you got to see it in person. Yeah, it was definitely amazing and experience with Two Black Runners podcast. We are live here at Under Armour Mission Run House. If you want to chill and chat with us, you can do that as well. You can jump on the podcast, give it your hottest takes. But we're kind of just talking about everything that happened at the World Championships. And speaking of that marathon, Tamarit Tola of Ethiopia winning that in a 205.36, a championship record. Crazy. Really broke away like last two miles and set the tone for the rest of the way i was i was really rooting for cam levins in that fourth place position to get that top three he wasn't able to get there but like dude like 
that man, Cam Levins, has really been on the mission. For him to get fourth place was something really special. But then Ethiopia finishing that one, two, and then Bashir Abdi getting with third place from Belgium. He also got third in the Olympics as well. But the marathon was definitely one of the best things we've seen this weekend. No, definitely, bro. And like I said, I was just chilling with the Ethiopians, man. They were they were hype, bro. They were they were so hype, so much fun watching on the big screen, cheering. I could see, you know, their their rival countries yeah. getting a little upset with them, but then I kind of low-key, I followed them into to some spots we weren't supposed to be in. And <laughs> just just being able to experience the emotion, all of the the hugging and everything. They yeah. were trying to get pulled away to go to the press conference, but they had to stay and you know, congrat congratulate their team for going one two. There's so much pride in those in those almost, nations almost when it comes to the to the marathon. So to go one two. It's huge. It's huge for them. Well, really, just in everything, especially in those distance events, is the African countries from, like, Burundi to Eritrea to Kenya to Ethiopia, they're always super, hey, super pull up, high. Pull hey, pull up. Hey, you coming on? You coming on? Hey, 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 hey. I love it. I love it. I love it. I wanna... Best stop Brooklyn in the house. What's up? Hey, hey, talking to the mic, my man. Speaking to the mic real quick I'm for sorry me. about that. Best stop Brooklyn in the house. You know what I'm saying? You're at World Champs? But out here, what's that? We got where, where I just that? came back from here. You How was it? How was it? I'm actually on diversity and equity and inclusion for the Riverfront uh, Festival down happening at Riverfront uh, in Eugene. Yeah, so yeah. for the last four or five or six months, we've been looking at what it's going to look like having folks come here. More specifically, what does it look like when people of the African diaspora mm. come into a place that historically did not allow people of color here? 1865 was the foundation of the state of Oregon, but it was an inclusion state. Mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah. You know, we it was not about having people of color here. But what I find in most of the predominantly white communities that relegate to that, there are sundown laws that speak to people not being out past 7 p.m. until 7 a.m. in the morning. I remember moving to Cottage Grove which is 30 miles south of here, like 18 years ago with my family, with my biracial Jewish wife from Brooklyn, New York. And I'm from Bed-Stuy, Brooklyn, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah. I just invested most of my life out here on the West Coast since I was 18, and I'm 53 now. So what I'm saying is I would come out here and I was just like, for the betterment of my biracial family and my white wife, I decided to live in predominantly white communities because I know most white people can't live in predominantly black communities and survive. So for the safety of my children and their mother, I have sacrificed myself as a black man most of their lives living in predominantly white communities such as Santa Cruz, Delray Beach, Florida, and now Lane County, Oregon. And I will tell you, I don't do nothing except uplift and try to speak to what blackness is and how we are here now we showed up and once we here that's it i was in a, i was in a stadium today that's on a world stage and i felt like 20 percent of the people in attendance was rocking ja flags <laughs> for a person that's been out here for more than 15 plus years to see jamaica do a sweep to see these black people come here and we show up to spend our dough. We want nice things and we can afford it. Pacific Northwest ain't, ain't used to that, but it was an infusion they needed for the folks that will be left behind when all of the other black folks in our culture move away from the World Athletic Championships. I'll still be here, I'll still be BIPOC Artist Collective, which is black indigenous people of color, because we're trying to show the world over that when you talk about indigenous people, you need to start with the black people first. Mexico, the Caribbean. Most people don't know Mexico is a part of South America, a black and brown continent. We are so held back from the reality of our richness. We have a whole America that is based on being brown but yet we are relegated in America on what we learned or what we think that we should be from slavery. And that's not the only story. 
that's only a percentage of the narrative. Some of us come from our own countries and we come here to capitalize and exploit the richness that there is of America through our black diaspora. I'm gonna let it go at that, you know what I'm saying? Like BIPOC right. Artist Collective, check in with that. I'm glad you all got me to come up and stop for a second. Hey, we the, we the two black runners podcast, so like it's only it's only right, you know. We yes. we love track, we love track, we love talking about track, but we also love talking about the inequalities that just happen in the country. Uh, uh. You, can, you can't ignore it. You <laughs> can't ignore know. it. But like that's what I love about track and field, and especially track right now. Like I can't wait to see the women's 800. Because, Damn, you already know that. Come on, like the women's 800, and to see those black women like do their thing, to see the black women do their thing in the in the eight in the 100, see those black men and all mm, that, mm, it, it's mm. it's it's incredible. It's that, incredible. It's like, there's no other sport like it, and I feel like that's why track and field could be as big as it is. There's you know how many people that are from minorities that run track and field. You know what I mean? Like, hey. hey. Hey, you know what I'm no, saying? No, I like what you said, though, too, because I feel that when I was at the marathon this morning, and I was just right. seeing all the different African nations and just how much pride that they right, had in right. their country and all of the, in their flags and stuff like that. You know and what I mean? that's an infusion for the black people here yes. that's already in Oregon living here all the time. Like, we persevere to do these things. We might have these, like, we, we are overcoming hurdles and barriers every day. It's like, I really didn't believe Toni Morrison could understand what that cage bird was singing. Mm. But then my ancestors came to me and they said, we are them, all of us, our ancestors. And I'm like, even me? And they were like, if you believe. And it was, it was, it was kind of, it was kind of wild that being in like Kalapuya land, native land, and being like, I got Arawak and Cherokee. So it was like, those spirits came to me first. I had to like, I had to humble myself. Even though I wanted to be everything African, I had to realize I'm in native land. I'm in indigenous land. And as soon as I opened up my heart and to my spirit to that, they let all my ancestors in. They let all the people in from Africa because I gave homage to them. And that's what I'm looking at you with the youth. We have always learned to lend hands to the young people because they keep us being young. I'm 53 years of age. You I'm got like, energy, yeah, though. You, you 53. I didn't think you, you got energy, though. Yeah, like, that's what I'm saying. You got energy, though. Black, black yeah. no crack. You know what they say? Black no crack. But that's what I'm saying. Like, but that's the thing. I'm not giving this advantage for me, for, for me to live larger. I'm giving this advantage so that we yeah. can connect. We giving this advantage that black don't crack. So you, you're supposed to be embedded in the youth. You're supposed to be lending the youth a hand and always affirming what they believe. Like, I told somebody recently... I want to be woke. I love to be woke. But I had to make a choice. Am I going to live in somebody's dream? Because I'm the epitome of somebody's dream. Mm -hmm. I can't be dream. I can't be the reality of somebody's dream and be woke at the same time. So I made a choice that I'm going to sit and be the best thing that my slave ancestors have never seen. I'm going to be the best thing in the mountaintop that Martin Luther talked about. And for the future... I'm a hope that I hold it up high enough so you don't have that burden and you can stay woke. But I have to make a choice. If I want you to be woke, I'm going to have to be in a dream. Mm, I feel that. I feel that, man. Hey, we, we ain't even that far into the podcast. This man just came came in here. You know, I gave y'all a, a whole sermon. A whole bunch of y'all learning some things. Me, I'm learning some things, some stuff, too. No, for real. I, I appreciate that. I appreciate that. I don't want to... But, but, like... No, I really do appreciate it. Like, I, there's nothing else I can really like say. You know, like we got, we got track and field to talk about though. <laughs> so, yeah, 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 yeah. Yo, <laughs> you Jamaica didn't do this a sweep. I watched. I'm not even. I'm not even a sports aficionado. I'm like. I'm like literally the novice. I'm literally coming in there and just being like, I want everybody to win. I'm like these young people dedicate their whole lives. Like some people have their loyalties, and I'm kind of glad I don't. I'm glad I'm a novice. I'm glad I'm a spectator. I want everybody to get to the top of the pinnacle. You know what I'm saying? I feel that. And to see the, like, the Americans and oh, the Dominican Republic came through the other night, my homeboy from Jamaica was looking at me like, well, I thought you were rooting for the Jamaica. I'm like, bro, when my granddad left Barbados, he had to go to the Dominican Republic to get his passport. <laughs> That's my nationality. Mm, okay. So, like, I fuck with DR. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> So that's like what I look at when I look at the young people and black people of the African diaspora. We barely know who we are and how to represent that truly. We have been stuck representing a street corner 
We've been stuck representing a neighborhood, a state. We ain't from that state. You ain't tribal to 125th Street. You repping for the South Side, and you might be from the West Coast of Nigeria. Yeah. Find out where you from before you try to represent the white man's world. That's all I got to say, and I'm going to leave it at that, though. <laughs> hey, yeah, we appreciate you. That's what all appreciate this is you, about, OG. doing these... Uh, Under Armour, we got that. Thank you, bro. Thank you. Yo, appreciate I'm, I'm you, bro. Check you out. Under Armour podcast. Oh, check us out. Two Black Runners. Two Black the Runners. Number, runners. The number two. Two Black Runners. Check oh, us out, bro. Never forget this. BIPOC Artist Collective. You know what I'm saying? Local Eugene. We responsible for the Black Lives Matter mural in front of the federal building. We about to touch that up in a little bit with the Rejoice. You know what I'm saying? Come check us out at the cultural Black Cultural Festival coming up in uh, late August at uh, Alton Baker Park. I love you. Peace, hey. my brothers. Do your thing. Much grow. love, much love, love, bro. Grow, grow, grow. Man, so so this is just see, this is just what really happens when you got two black runners in uncommon places. Yeah, most definitely. You know like saying? people and, just pull up. And that's what happens when you just have a podcast, do a live podcast. Last time we did a live podcast in Eugene, we were the uh, literally the pro-life, no, no, not that the pro-choice uh protest was happening <laughs> was happening right in front of us and like that in interrupted our podcast and then we had to go off of that. This one right here, reality came in and just the reality what's happening on the track right now of the different cultures and nationalities came in as well and like there is a lot of track and field still happening right now that we got to get to as well. If you guys do want to come up and join us on Two Black Runners podcast, two minutes with your Two Black Runners, maybe it'll be longer than two minutes, but we would love to have you here at the Under Armour Mission Run House and really chop it up. If not, you can watch us on IG Live at the Two Black Runners. But Aaron, what else do you want to really go Bro, over? Let's go in. Let's just go into it. Every, everybody want to hear about the yeah, false start. Yeah. Thank you, bro. Let's hey, you want to come up, bro? You want to come up, say something real quick? I got some questions for you, bro. So we got another guest, man. We got another guest. Is that Boston Marathon? What's up with you, bro? What's your name? Sean. Sean? Hey, have a seat. Have a seat. Talking, right, to this, right. talking to this mic for me, Sean. Introduce yourself. I'm Sean Young from Fresno, California. Just up here enjoying the meet this weekend. You from Fresno? Absolutely. Nice, nice. We from SoCal. We from Cali SoCal. Cali boys, oh, yeah. too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, we're Riverside from Riverside. Oh, Riverside. Riverside, okay. Yeah, yeah. so Woodward Park, yeah. I've been up there, raced there at Woodward Park and everything oh, like that. Oh, absolutely. Yeah, yeah, Love yeah. having, you know, Woodward Park, Cross Country, California, Cross Country State Meet. Yes. Also, Buchanan High School, right in the, that same neck of the woods, which holds the California State track. Meet. Yeah, State yeah, meet yeah, as yeah. well. Yeah, so. it's always lit. But what was your favorite event of the day? What surprised you the most? What do you want to talk about? Uh, I'd say definitely the men's shop was most exciting. The way it just went back and forth between Kovacs and crowds there and even getting the third American one day, uh, a two day up there yeah. in third in the American sweep, phenomenal, phenomenal. Yeah. And that's what I was trying to say. Like TV doesn't do it justice. Like the whole, the whole stadium was doing the clap for him. Oh, that's absolutely, crazy. just absolutely. The way that you know Kovacs overtook Krauser. What was that round three or four? Krauser mm -hmm. responds. Yeah, you know it went back and forth. I want to ask you. I want to ask you too, because like everyone wants to hear about this. What do you feel about these false starts, bro? How'd you feel about oh, that? Were you paying man. attention to that? I was heartbroken over Devin Allen's false start, and even uh, the women's hundred and uh, yeah, that yeah. one. We had two. In the, we had two it. in the women's hundred. I mean, I saw the replay. I didn't. You know, I don't know. Yeah. What's He's confusing just, about it is like just like the process. It was like okay, he comes back, he reviews it with them, and then they. They made it seem like he was going to run right. under protest. And then he goes back, and they look at it again, and then... I actually got you. I got you, bro. I looked up. I looked up the World Championships manual. This is, like, the first thing that comes up. So <laughs> if you do have a pro... Right here, I'll read off her. If an athlete makes an immediate or oral protest, which it looks like Devin Allen made a protest exactly. against having been charged with a false start, the start referee, the person I'm guessing he was talking to, may, if they have in any doubt, allow the athlete to compete under protest in order to preserve the rights of all concerned. So he can compete if that is. Competing under protest shall not be allowed. This is where the kicker is if the false start was indicated by a World Athletics certified start information system, unless for any reason the referee determines that information provided by the system is obviously inaccurate. So I'm it's guessing... It's all on the ref. Yeah, it's, it's on the ref in a way, but because he was, uh, was it a thousandth of a second off of yeah. that? It, too early. And then the, it's on the ref. But I just don't understand. Why are you making like him look at it? Like, I don't get that. I don't understand. What's the point of looking at it if it's based off of the machine? Yeah, yeah. Like, no matter what, I'm going to do the protest. Like, you know, I want right. to run. I, you know, I, I would... Protest, definitely. Yeah, like, let's try to run, run, you know, <laughs> see if so, work something out later. 
Bro, go get security. <laughs> I, I, I ain't trying to leave, bro. Like, I'm about to race. Go get security. Like, because I'm about to race, bro. I'm going to cause this is the world championship final. Low key, bro. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, one, the other homegirl was was upset, was no, mad. She's, she's Tania. That's, uh, Tania. Yeah. That's tough, bro. Oh, That's man. tough for sure. I mean, you worked, come all this way, worked really hard to make it to the championship, and false start, man. Just makes me think back to you when Usain Bolt false started back yeah. at the World Championships oh, man. back in the day, man. I mean, he did, but, yeah, yeah, you yeah. Know, but still, you know. Everyone just loves him so much. We always want to see him <laughs> yeah, break a record right, or right. something, you <laughs> know what I mean? Most definitely. <laughs> but we appreciate you, Sean, joining us Absolutely. on Two Black Runners Podcast, do, man. man. Hey, representing Cali. Like, oh, we all, we yeah, love Cali. Man. We love Cali. Look forward to your uh, podcast drops every Tuesday. Hey, hey thank you, it. man. <laughs> hey, we'll be back here on, uh, we'll be next week, uh, Saturday and Sunday? Or, or Friday and Saturday. Friday and Saturday okay, next okay. week, too. So, yeah, thank you, bro. Okay. Appreciate you. You. Appreciate, appreciate, okay. man. Appreciate you, Sean. Appreciate you. Shout out to the fan too. Shout out to the fan. Hey, let's go. Thank you, thank you. <laughs> I mean, since we're since we just talked about you saying boat a little bit, we haven't really went into this this women's sweep right now that we just saw yeah. Jamaica do, bro. You want to talk about it? Let's talk about it a little bit, man. I mean, bro, at the end of the day, like what we expected the whole time. That's what key. I was saying. Like that's honestly what I was expecting the entire time. Like that's what happened. Like it, there's just it's just hard, bro. Like looking at the U.S. team that we definitely brought to, like. They were young. They're like for real. Melissa Jefferson, I'm a Melissa Jefferson stand at the moment. Leah Hobbs, I love Leah Hobbs as well. But like they're just a young team, haven't really been on that world stage as much. But I think what Melissa has done through these rounds and how she's consistently gone, like she has shown that she has like veteran prowess. Like I feel like Melissa Jefferson is going to be here for a long time. But what the really only person that really surprised me was Dina Asher Smith. Like, I think Dina Asher Smith is about to run really fast in this 200 because she's not even really a 100 runner, but she was able, like, to get up, have a really good start, and then finish even faster and extend, like, extend how she was running as well. So I think she's going to run a really good 200. But, like, we, you know, we knew it was going to happen, Jamaica with the sweep. Just how we knew the men's 100, the USA was going to get the sweep. You know what but I what mean? What do you feel about, you know, Elaine, Tom uh, Elaine Thompson losing to Sharika Jackson? Is that indications for the two for the 200, you think? I think most definitely, bro. Like, Sharika Jackson, what, about three weeks ago, and the same weekend as USA's, when she ran that crazy, like, 21, was it that 21, like, 6 or? 55. That 21, 55. Like, and then when she was running in the 100-meter rounds as well, especially the semifinal round, she looked, like, in control. She looked super duper in control and was like ready to go for it i think sharika jackson i was think, saying to you i was like sharika jackson may win in this she hundred. looks really good in the like, semi she may win this hundred and like she was a, a woman running the 400 at one point and now she's moved down she has definitely come to her own that we're like yeah she's looking un, un, like an unstoppable force right now but shelly ann bro like really like goat things from her you know what i mean like she has we gotta look how many how many medals does she got bro like it's insane. And and she's what? 30 34? 35. 35 years old, had a baby, three-time Olympic champion, nine-time world champion, make that 10 now. Four-time Olympic Games silver medalist. Like she's she's unstoppable. And we'll see what she does in the 200 as well. 200 is not particularly like her event, but she can definitely always run something special right in there as well but we are the two black runners podcast here at under armor mission run house if anyone wants to come up and chat with the two black runners two minutes with the two black runners you can do that share your most shocking events share maybe a, a big take that you have a hottest take that you have a prediction coming up as well if you want to join us on the two black runners podcast you definitely can do that aaron what else what else what, we, what else we got to go through though we got to go through the other final that happened today i mean not we have a lot of finals that happened today what am i saying but that men's 10k the men's 10K. The men's 10K. Joshua Cheptegei taking, getting another another world championships, defeating his title in the 10K. So now Joshua Cheptegei, he's the 5K and 10K world record, 2021 5K Olympic champion, 10K silver medalist at the Olympics, 2019 10K world champion, and the 2022 world champion. Is this guy getting to Mo Farah status? Is he getting to Bekele status? Like, Cheptegei? do we start putting him? He's double a, Olympic champion. Two-time world record holder. Is he on Bekele? Kinesio Bekele status? Is he on Mo Farah status? Is that what you're asking me, Aaron? I mean, it low-key sounds like it is when you when you put all those stats together. I don't I don't know. I, I wouldn't He's say getting that. There. I will He's say this. There. I will say this. Chep the guy can be on that level if he has to win this 5K. He has to come back and double back and win this 5K. What 
three, what, five or six days from now. I think that's what he needs to do. He's definitely capable of But he is the world record that. holder. Yeah, he's the world In record holder. In both events. He's the world record holder, but he also lost the 10K at the Olympics. To he got Summer silver, America. though. Yeah, but he's still like, like you, like wins matter. Golds wins do matter. matter. That's what makes Mo Farah great. When you're at that level, the golds they do matter. Like Mo Farah wasn't losing. Can you see? But definitely Mo Farah was not losing. You know no. what I mean? He doesn't and, have the time. He doesn't have the times, but he was not losing. Yeah, and like Chep the guy can definitely be. Chep the there. guy's not losing much either, though. Yeah, like, that's not he's getting, definitely, that's he's definitely not losing twisted. much. But like even just losing like at Prefontaine as well, though. Like he's on his, he can, he can definitely solidify that with winning this 5K, and I think he has a very good. Like every single time he comes in and comes into the 5K, I'm like, Chef, the guy, he probably gonna win. Like he's probably gonna win. Like that's the person that you probably gonna pick all the time. But hey, he was close. He, he got the win today. We'll see what he does in the 5K. But we gotta talk about Grant Fisher, bro. Yes, the Wonder the boy. boy, the Wonder Grant Boy, Fisher, Grant Fisher, bro. doing his thing, getting that fourth place finish. I was jumping, me and you, we were jumping up and down, cheering for Grant, like, let's go, let's go. Almost got that fourth place round, 27, 28, a fast race too, a super fast race, like surprisingly. But like, bro, is, is he that guy for U.S. distance now? Yes, I think he's definitely that dude. I mean, he showed us early in the earlier at the, in the year at Sound Running when he ran like what twenty six thirty three. No, no, wait, wait, wait. Am I off? I don't know. Like but he showed us that sound. He showed us that Sound Running that he was that guy. And then USA's he did take a L though. He did take a he did take a L um, to Joe to Joe Klecker in that five k. But fifth at the Olympics, fourth at World Champs in the ten k. We still have to see what he's gonna do in the five k. And it's almost. To be honest, I'm going back on my word. I'm thinking about what you just said about Chep the guy. I think we still got to see what he does in this 5K before we prematurely on that. But his, if you had to put stock in a distance athlete right now, I would definitely put it in Grant Fisher, bro. You're right. 2633, the American record in the 10K. No, I got a good mind. But really, like, I think I don't think I don't think that's premature to be honest. Like, I think it's 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 definitely fair to say that he is that Wonder Boy, and it's sad to see that we only have one lone American in the 1500. But it's also exciting because it is Josh Thompson, and Josh Thompson was able to do he. Well, he's a Josh. At first off, I'm Joshua Potts. Josh Thompson, Josh Chapter guy, Josh Thompson. Like the Joshes are killing it out here, bro. Just wait till I win the media 800 too. Like this is gonna be amazing. Amazing for the Joshes out here at World Championships, but to just have like one 1500 runner as well, like for the distances, like for the men's side as well, Grant Fisher is definitely that shooting star for us, that guy that can get on the level. Just because Grant Fisher was like in the sixth place position, he had the entire Hayward Field chanting USA, USA, like just because of that, he's definitely going, came to that level to where that. People want to see him win, and they believe that he's the best at getting a medal out of all the distance events, I would say, besides the women's 800, because we got three beasts, but, uh, you know, three-headed dragon. And honestly, bro, like, Joe Klecker finished ninth, uh, Sean McGordy 12th. Like, they both did great as well. They both mixed it up there, and they were, they were in the race. Like, it's not like they were, like, sit, sitting back the entire time. They were, they were in the race five, six laps to go. We all know it comes down to those last, like, two two to three laps for sure but i think it's just good signs because all those guys we're mentioning are pretty are pretty new to this they're pretty yeah. young you know it's just sean mcgordy's first year doing that 10k joe clicker's what second year being pro yeah you know so i think we're just seeing a new generation come in the distances like this is like a completely new 10k team like besides grant fisher uh, i guess joe clicker's on it too but and the it thing seems very, it seems really new and what we were talking about earlier is just the fact that seeing this young team it's really been the inception of nxn like the the dealing of footlocker over the past years and when it was all the way back when it was like kenny and everything like that has really turned up u.s distance running a notch and we have finally gotten to that level it has created something at that high school level that we can have these national athletes really compete to and grant fisher and especially sean mcgordy as well are really the stand bearers to that like going to nxn going to footlocker going to these u.s juniors with like that cooper tier did as well it's like proving ground that you can get onto this top level stage as American in the U.S. distances. This wasn't happening before. People were all like, U.S. distance was trash before like 2004. But no, we have definitely stepped it up a notch. And being fourth place in the 10K is like pretty much a medal at this point. You know what I mean? Yeah, I don't like saying that. But yeah, I see what you it mean. Is, it is in a way. The distance, is, is, distance is crazy in the world. But like with Bauer, you know, there's a lot of Bowerman athletes competing. Like who would you say... You know, we got Grant, we got we got Elise, 
Um, we got Josh Thompson. Um, who am I missing? Carissa. Carissa. Like, do you think what are our chances of getting? Who who most likely out of that that team do you see getting a medal? Who has the best chance? You feel like? I feel like Elise has a very good chance in the 5K coming up. She's definitely. I think if she was in this 10K, she would have a really good chance as well. It's definitely seen how well Carissa did running a PR in that event and what was number three all time for Americans as well. So I think Elise would have had a really good chance in the 10K to medal. I think she's going to have a really good chance in the 5K as well. And then on from there, Grant Fisher, he's going to have a good chance in the 5K. Like, no matter what, Woody. The, I, oh, we'll, yeah, we did we'll, say Woody, bro. We'll see what, Woody always scares me, to be honest. But, but he has the craziest kick. <laughs> he has the craziest kick. But the person we didn't talk about, and that's actually going to be the final that happens tomorrow, the women's 1500, Sinclair Johnson, I think she has a good chance. She has a good chance of meddling in this women's 1500. Now, she's definitely going to have to compete. She's going to have to have a close to, like, a perfect race to do it. But, like... That's what this is all about, and that's what Pete Julian and Union Athletics has trained, trained her for, to have that perfect race when it comes at July 18th tomorrow. I want to see what Corey McGee is going to do, too. I feel like she's been having a really good season. I mean, even just like a, a good like past like two to three years, like making that Olympic team and then following through and making this world team, and she's always making it to the final. You know what I mean? And I feel like she's really, really confident in her races, really comfortable being on this stage. And I think that goes a long way. Yeah, most so definitely. I, I'm excited to see what she's doing. But speaking of, you know. Before you say that, though, the Two Black Riders podcast are live here at the Under Armour Mission Run House. If you guys want to join us for two minutes with Two Black Riders to share your hot takes. You guys and really got, you just got a hot take? Just discuss anything and recap. Come on. Come on. Come on, talk. Let's talk. Let's talk. A chat a little bit about oh my guy. the world my guy's championships coming in right here. and everything. Oh, you coming through? What's up, man? We just really chatting about world championships and everything. How you doing? How you Hop doing? Hop on the mic real quick. Joshua, nice to meet you. Hey, I just met Coach Leeward Burrell. Oh. Life is good. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> He's he, he been on the podcast. Yeah. Oh, has he? Okay. Good. Yeah, he was on here. When we During did the USA's. USA's. He came through and he, he, he spoke with us for a little bit and everything. Yeah. We didn't get, we didn't catch your name, though. Cletus. I'm Cletus Coffee. Cletus? Cletus yes. Coffee? Oh, nice man. Nice to meet you. Nice Josh to meet you. and Aaron. Aaron. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Talking talk to the mic for okay. us. Okay, here we go. <laughs> but Cletus. How was, how was everything? How was everything? World Championships, day three, or just everything from the World Championships. Let me ask you this. What shocked you the most from the past three days? I'll tell you this. I am, uh, this was an amazing last three days. Yes. It's a little bittersweet today with Devin Allen going out in the yeah. hurdles and uh, Hansel Parchment in, in the hurdles. Just, I would, you know, having those guys in there, it was a great race nonetheless, but having those two guys there, I'm a little heartbroken for them. But most definitely amazing like they would have pushed grant they would sure. the time would have been a little bit faster yeah. who knows what would have happened you know there's been so close to the world record but i will say too because we were we were watching that and the fact of like having hansel and devin like away from grant grant was just in there by himself in a way like and for grant to be able to hold his composure in that moment and be able to get that like win 1301 on. still very very fast it's definitely proven to all like He's definitely like him in this moment, but we would have loved to see him racing against the top guys in the world, you know? Yeah, yeah for sure. And I tell you, last night, if you weren't a track fan, walking away last night, you were. Yeah. Seeing that 100-meter that sweep on U.S. Oh, soil, man. that was awesome. Yeah, and it was crazy, like, just seeing the – he's like, Curly, braces, like, ah, and then, ah. And then you see Ramel, and it just – Went crazy in the stadium. And goosebumps. Yeah, when you feel so good for him too. No, yeah. to get Yo, yeah, yeah, definitely. Yeah, yeah, most definitely. What about the about any of the field events, distance events? What excited excite you from there? Yeah, the women's shot put was awesome. Oh, Chase Ely's is she's yeah, she's I mean, a beast. She is, and you know, putting out that you know, putting First that throw. big mark out there, and then having all the women you know try to chase it down was cool to see them, uh, especially uh, the Chinese athlete Gong, you yeah, know, inching closer and closer. With each throw, that was awesome to see. And that's to be so nerve-wracking. The crazy thing about Chase Ely is that she wasn't at the Olympics last year. Like, right. she had a beat-up season last year. She didn't have the best season. Then she came out this year and was just, like, dominant. She almost looked like she was going to get the American record this year. She may still get the American record this year. The season is not over. But, like, she has definitely been on a tear to where, like, Man, like, just as exciting as the men's shot put, like, in a way. And really just the women's throws in general. Like, in the women's hammer throw, we saw three North American women get the, get the top three places. And before 2019, we never seen a U.S. woman hammer thrower even Dina medal. Price. And then Dina Ann Price wins it. And then this year, we have two Americans do it. Like, the women's throws have held it down so mm -hmm. far. 
that Absolutely. really held it down. Yeah. Also, I was saying, like, seeing Hammer, like, because usually at Hayward, they be doing it in the back, yeah, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's yeah. how I remember it. Yeah. yeah, that was tight that they did it I on agree. the field. Like, it was, like, incredible, because usually I don't, I don't see it at all, because right. I'm, I'm at the track. The so seeing it how far it's going, I'm like, yo, this is, this is crazy. I keep saying this, but... Field events don't get justice on TV. You they gotta don't. see. You gotta they come don't. see it live because it's incredible the stuff that they be doing. Yeah. But yeah, did, yeah. did you run track? You yeah, ran track. That's what I, was ask uh, I was a decathlete in college. Okay. okay. Uh, and I run at the master's level. Oh, okay. Old people track now. Let's go. Oh, yeah, I love you know, it. Let's go. Gotta keep it going. Do you do decathlon at the? At the I, masters? I, I just sprint and jump at this point. Oh, okay. Okay. Yeah. Okay. So what? What are you most excited for at decathlon? Uh, you know what? I appreciate the decathlon, but it's not something I'm you know dying to go see. I, uh, but I mean, again, I'll, I'll, I'll watch anything. So yeah. don't get me wrong. It's, it's amazing, but there's so much, the 400 hurdles. I can't wait. Men, or, men or women. Oh, question oh. Is, yeah, the question is men or women. It's, it's oh, but let's talk <laughs> about that. Let's talk about that today. Today. I'm going to just say this straight up, man. Like say it. I appreciate Carson Warholm, but I'm a Carson Warholm hater because I'm a big Ry Benjamin fan. Cool. Okay. Like I just okay. was like, you know, like, you know, USA, I was mad. Like, it was incredible to see him around 45, but I was mad. And, you know, I was like, dang it. And then he rips his shirt, and I'm like, oh, come <laughs> on, man. Superman. But seeing him run today, he really, like, because I was like, I mean, because I'm a hater. So I'm like, bro, like, this guy's in ran all season, bro. Like, he ain't even going to medal. Then he ran. He, the way he got out today, I was like, they they might run the world record again. They, oh, oh, they are. They, they, they're going to have to run. And don't sleep on Dos Santos. No, no, they, no, we've been, no, no, no. I was RB. thinking it was gonna be like in between Dos Santos and Rye and like Warhol. I was like ah, but then today I was like nah, bro. Like he's ready. Yeah. Like if they gotta go 45, 46, like they're they're gonna throw down for sure. <laughs> Amazing. That's when I gotta make sure I'm in the stadium for it. Bro. You think Rye's gonna win? Warhol, Dos Santos. Who who would you think? Like if you have to put money on it. I'm going Rye. Going Rye? Yep. I love it. I'm doing it. I love it. I I, I think he, he definitely has the chance. He doesn't have a chance. He has battled back so much from a lot of adversity this season, from like COVID and injuries as well, and looked really good at USA. So smooth. And yeah, he's super duper smooth. I'm just Carson Warholm does that make me scared though. He does. He, <laughs> he makes me very, crazy. He makes me crazy. very very scared. Yeah. And Dos Santos, man, I'm telling you, he's it's gonna be a it's gonna be a, a great race. No, yeah, that's definitely the probably the most excited thing. to be to be for I, most definitely yeah yeah super super exciting as well also um trevor bassett looked great though too like he did he looked good in that he looked good in that at semi he with those santos he did look really good he, he almost really ran good. 47 the thing about that though it's just like someone's gonna have to have a really bad day but trevor bassett like i wouldn't be surprised like you said world record coming soon yep. hopefully yep. trevor bassett PR coming soon, you know what I mean? Like big PRs are coming in the men's. But wait, 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 let's say, let's say this, because I got in an argument with this guy the other day on another podcast, because we were comparing. I was saying I was hating on Carson Warhol. I was like, bro, these guys are ran. He's not gonna do much. And they were like, oh yeah, like Dalila Muhammad, like mm -hmm. she's she hasn't ran. Mm -hmm. Like she's probably not gonna do much. But we just saw what Carson did, right? <laughs> we just saw what Carson did, right? <laughs> true. So true. I think. You about to see? I think Delilah about to go off. I think she's gonna be ready. I'm just saying that I'm a. I'm a, now I'm a Delilah fan. You know I'm a fan okay. at the end of the day. Okay. But what are your thoughts on thoughts on that women's race? I, I mean, Sydney is 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 hers. It's hers to lose. And Delilah, I get it. She she is gonna come with it. I just don't see her touching. Do you think she'll be for Meek? Do you think for Meek? We'll get sneak into silver though, or what do you think would it be Delilah? Did you see her in that mixed relay? Oh yeah, yeah that was that was insane. That was insane. She's ready. She's primed. But like really, when I saw when I saw Famique that was in that mixed relay and she got the baton, I was like, wait, that's basically like Sydney beginning the baton. Like you know what I mean? Like right. their flat speed yeah. is insane in the four to four hundred meter hurdles. But uh, yeah, you're right though. Like when Karsten Warholm said before the four hundred hurdles, he was all like. Oh, the last time I, I, when I opened up last season, I broke the world record. So I'm going to open up this season. We'll see, like, what happens. And so Delilah Muhammad, if she's in shape, she's in world record shape. Exactly. You know what I mean? So we'll see how the first round goes. I, I'm rooting for Delilah. You know, Boogie Johnson, shout out. Well, guys, before I jet, I, I would be remiss if we did not talk relays. Okay. I want to get your take. Okay. We got Let's a men's this. sweep. We got a women's sweep. Let's talk men's first. 
Where are we at? Men's, I think we got it, bro. It's in the bag. I think we got it. We've been saying that for... <laughs> I've been saying that for 2004, 2019. I think this team is different. Trayvon and, and Bracey, they, like, they, they train together. So Brothers. that's already, like, yeah. good chemistry. And, like, honestly, like, you see Fred, like, he talks to, to Bracey a lot, too. Like, Bracey is the person that's cool with everybody. He's the glue, that's what you're saying? Uh, low-key. Okay. He low-key is the glue. It could be. So he's cool with both of them. And then who are you going to put on first? Is it going to be – I mean, I would want Coleman on there. He, he, start. Yeah, he could start. Yeah. And he did it in the past when we got it around. Mm -hmm. And I think he he has just, like, experience. And I just feel like he's very uh, calm and collected. So mm -hmm. I, like, I like him on the first leg. But I think this team has the chemistry to get it done. Um, and, like – yeah, I think Curly going to make sure it gets gets done, and especially with Coleman. Mm -hmm. I, I think it's insured. What we were saying on our podcast two weeks ago, or, or a week ago, I was all like, bro, the men's 4 by one they have the most pressure out of anybody at this meet. By, eight, by far. I disagree, though. I disagree. By, stop it. Stop it. I by far. Like by far. They have the most pressure, but, like, they are up to the challenge. Like, people are asking them about this in the prelim of the 100. At the press conference, they're asking about the four by one. They're being reminded for the past year about but, the four by one. But like I, they're ready for this moment. Eric. I disagree because I don't think they're. The, I think the pressure is gone because because the, the sweep because of the sweep. Mm. I think that relieves a ton of pressure. It's like, bro, we got gold. Like we good. Like last year in the Olympics, like yes, Fred got silver or whatever. But you know, America, we want gold every single time. You know what I'm saying? And then yeah. it's like. Going into that, it's like, oh, we better win this. We better. I think that's more pressure. I think the fact that we went one, two, three, relieves a little bit more pressure, and they go into it like, I'm not going to say, I don't think they're going to be overly confident or anything, but I don't know. I feel like that eases the eases the pressure a little bit. Uh, what, what's your take, though? We've been talking. We've been talking your ear off right now. I, I think the pressure is high. We just swept. We've got Coleman, and we got we to gotta take this gold. Yeah, we and do. if we don't, we do. what what? I don't know what the you response know, is going to be in the crowd. Response? Carl Lewis is not going to be happy. <laughs> Michael Johnson is not going to be happy. Michael Johnson will not be happy. Michael Johnson's Twitter will be sort of entertaining, like very entertaining if that doesn't happen. But I don't no. want to see that happen. No. You know what I mean? No. It's going to be super. And then the Jamaicans on the, on the women's side, it's like, like I think it's just going to be the same thing like with the, with the 100 that we've seen today. Like the lack of experience kind of with Mr. Jefferson and Aaliyah Hobbs being mm -hmm. in those finals definitely does not help. And I don't think it's going to help in this situation as well. I think the women are definitely proven that they always get to stick around. You we're know, they, medal, they do their thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We're going to do our thing. But just beating that quartet with what Brianna Williams is most likely to be on that team too, it's going to be very, very hard. Very hard. Very hard. I'm wondering what, what is the Jamaican team going to run too? Because, like, they have the whole package, low-key. Like, they've, they've had the same team. It'll probably be the same team that was on the, at the Olympics. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? So yep. Yep. they got the speed and they have the experience doing it together. Like, like Joshua said, we kind of do have like a brand new team doing this. It's gonna be what Melissa, Aaliyah, maybe um, Abby Steiner T. T. on there, Steiner, TT, yeah, 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 probably probably Abby on there. Yeah. So it's gonna be it's definitely gonna be interesting. But we appreciate you though, Cletus. We, yeah, we, fellas, appreciate it. Thanks yeah. for having me on. Thank, Thank you, you, man. Very much. Very great conversation. Hey, if, you're, if your listeners are interested in podcasts, recovering athlete with Cletus Coffee, check it out for for former athletes. I love it. Transition. But uh, thanks for having me on, guys. Keep for it up. For sure, man. Thank Wait, you. Okay. Thank you. Uh, you. When is the Masters Championship? Did I? Oh, they just had the World. It was in Finland just okay, uh, a couple okay, weeks okay, ago. Okay. Uh, I did not attend because I'm coming here. <laughs> yeah, okay. I love it. Down the road. <laughs> All right. <laughs> All right. Thanks, fellas. Good luck thanks, with your man. next competition thanks, and everything. But the Two Black Runners podcast, we're live from Under Armour Mission Run. If you do want to come up and chat two black runner, two minutes with two black runners, you can very well do that. Oh, you got something? Come on through. Come through. Come through. Come come through. through. You want to chat? Yes, you sir. Chat? Yes, sir. What's good with you, man? <laughs> What's up? Talk a little bit. Talk on the mic. Talk on the mic. Just make so, sure you're talking up, to that thing. Y'all hear me? We good? We good? What's, yeah, what's we your good. name, bro? What's, what's your name? Good? Lamar. Lamar. Nice yeah, to meet you, nice Lamar. Meet you, Joshua. Joshua. I'm Aaron. Where you from, yeah. bro? Uh, originally from Ohio. Uh, just moved to Chicago about a week ago. From oh. Akron? Uh, no, nah, no. Nah, nah. <laughs> <laughs> I just seen LeBron in the Drew League, so you know. I mean, yeah, I mean, people only know like a few cities in Ohio if it's not Akron because LeBron. Then it's just like, oh, Columbus. Cle I'm from Toledo, Northwest Ohio. So. Okay, okay, okay. Other nice, nice, nice. Yeah. So what what you what you enjoy from? From day three or just anything from the World Championships, my guy? Uh, I mean, just kind of being out here, a uh, former college runner myself. So this is my first, like, professional meet to be at. Ooh, so oh, that's a was, good first one. Man, it's like you don't you don't really understand how fast, like, these people are until, you like, you see it in person and it's real. So 
uh, being able to come out here, uh, flew all the way out from, from Detroit, and uh, this was a gift from my girlfriend for my birthday. Hey, Yo, shout out shout to, out. Shout shout out out to the girl. Shout out to the girlfriend. You know, she's sitting right over there. Thank you Yo, so much. Shout out. Shout out. You're the best. <laughs> um, but, I mean, it was, it was just an, an amazing experience. So um, I ran a couple years in college. Uh, my program got cut, so it's been like the past Damn. few years, me coaching and then kind of stuff like this is like mm. reignited the passion yeah. and the love that I have for track. So, most definitely, man. I feel that. I mean, basically, with like for us, like we ran in college as well. Yeah, I ran in college and I ran like kind of semi professionally afterwards. And then when I was semi pro, I feel like I was just so in it mm-hmm. that I wasn't really like yeah. I wasn't like yeah, a yeah, super yeah, fan yeah, like yeah, I was yeah. growing up. So, but starting like the podcast then and then like. He coaches as well, and like okay, nice, going nice. going out to those meets and everything. I'm like, okay, this reminds me, like you know, yeah, get that fire like in a different yeah, type yeah, of yeah, way. Yeah, so that's yeah. I definitely yeah. relate to that, dude. I didn't know you. I've listened to the podcast like a little, like yeah. a, little, a little bit. I try to try to get some some content uh, in there. Normally, it's been like race take. Um, shout out race take. Shout out race take. So, but uh, I was just like, I saw you guys were gonna be here, so I was like, yo, let me throw a couple episodes on. You know, listen to it a little bit on our drive down so um loving what you guys are doing it's been pretty, appreciate pretty that man. appreciate yeah. it i appreciate that lamar yeah. but i want to ask you too since okay. you said that this is your first professional meet i remember yeah. when we first came to pre last year i was all like bro this feels like a dodger game right now it, like, like it, feels, <laughs> it feels like it is wild just the atmosphere and that wasn't even fully packed you know what i mean yeah, yeah, but just yeah. the fact just the music the sounds like there's no other track me like this i feel like i'm gonna go watch the lakers in a way like how did it feel like for you like when you first stepped in to hayward field ah, and just the yeah, sea yeah, of people yeah. the sounds the sights everything i mean this place is already historic for you know so many years you know i grew up watching ncaa championships over and over and over uh, one day hoping to like come watch yeah. you know myself uh, but then I didn't get a chance to go to old one. It's my first time here. So just kind of walking up to the stadium, seeing out, you see it on TV, but it doesn't do it justice until you're like here in person. You actually, you'll walk up and see how everything's built. Uh, it's, it's, it's so amazing. It's so beautiful. I, I think one of the coolest things is like, I always like to say it's one of the things I think draws people to track is like how professional, like we, we do amazing things, but it's still pretty casual at the same time. Right? Like in between events, you're chilling around, you know, having yeah. fun with the teammates and everything. And you really even saw it here at the pro level. Like, I'm walking through the tunnels, and I'm seeing, like, former gold medalists just yeah. hanging around. You're seeing, you know, current runners just sitting around. And I'm like, man, like, it's it's a really cool environment because you don't really get that in other professional sports, right? Like, that ability to just be around them, whether you're just passing yeah, them most by. Definitely. People are taking pictures with them. I saw RG3, like, out there just getting pictures yeah, with I people. S- so. I see RG3, too. Yeah, I was like, oh, yeah. dang, I, I was nervous. <laughs> I was like, RG3. <laughs> Travis Scott just walking oh, around, yeah, yeah, you know yeah, what I'm yeah, saying? Yeah, like, wait, what's going yeah. on? <laughs> yeah. yeah. But it's crazy. I mean, I think it's – we have a really cool community about how, like – and every, no one's, like, really hassling them. Like, you know, it's just like, oh, hey, that's so-and-so. But, you know, you just keep it moving. Um, I think it's really cool to be a part of the track community and, and just how we are like that. So, yeah. Most definitely, man. The first time I came to the track, I say I felt like an amusement park. <laughs> like, I was just like, something is happening, like – Got that excitement in my yeah, chest, yeah, like when I was yeah. a little kid. Bro, you need to get it checked out. Excitement in your chest. Bro, I had to <laughs> run a lap. We got to go into the track. Maker? I had to run. I had to run a lap. I was so excited. I was like, you bro. You got to go on. Yeah, no, I'm, a little, was, I'm, a, I'm a little jealous. I'm trying out. I know the last guy was talking about running at Masters. Um, I've been doing it too the past couple of years. I think like in three years they're talking about having the Masters Nationals here at That's Hayward. Lit. So, um, I'm definitely gonna gonna be ready for it so that I'm able to be here too. So. A little, little jealous you already got that chance, but it's, it's awesome. But then before we get you out of here, Lamar, I want to know your hottest take on what we haven't seen so far. So event coming up, do you got any, like, hot take of, like, someone who's going to win or maybe a sweep that's going to happen or someone not going to make it or anything oh, man. Uh, per hot, se? Hot take, hot take, I'm hot a- take. Mm, I'm trying to think. Um, all right, I'm going to go a hot take. I don't think it's going to happen, but, like, a possibility of it happening. I'm just going to throw a spicy hot take out there. Be spicy. Um, my event, 400-meter hurdles. Hot take. Um, Carson's not going to get better than third. And I'm I really like this guy. And possibility. I, I love Carson, though. But I think he will either won't do that. He, he'll either get third or he won't medal at all. This is my spicy hot take. That is a hot take. After today, I think he's going to medal. I, I, you look good today. You look yeah. great you, you today. You look good today. But at so first, I was saying that. At first, I was agreeing with you. I was like, bro, I don't know. I don't think he's going to medal. But now I'm just like, he might win. Like, I'm not sure. This dude is crazy. 
Unless he was unless he was bluffing today, trying to scare I, I, people. I mean, he went out hard the first four hurdles and then like, crazy just, hard. Just chilled. So, uh, I mean, he's been hurt what a good part of the year. So, I mean, we'll see what he's able to do. So, honestly, I feel like uh, most definitely he's like I think it's still the top three: Dos Santos, Warholm, and Benjamin. But if like Warholm is able to win this. I don't know if I can ever deny this man again until he proves me wrong. Definitely you know, not. this is the only time I'm going to sit here. Like, after last year, I was all like, I don't know if I can ever deny him. I don't know if he has to, he has to beat me in order, like, well, not beat me yeah. physically, but like <laughs> the, 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 person that, uh, the person that I'm cheering for, he has to beat them in order for me to believe, like, in order, like, Benjamin has to beat him in order for me to believe that's going to happen. I feel you. But, I feel like, you. if Warholm yeah. gets this, like, I, I can never doubt him ever again. You right, know what man. I mean? Like, uh, yeah, he's, he's going to rise to that level. Especially, This is going to be his third race of the season. His third race of the <laughs> that's season. Insane. That's insane. I mean, I hope it doesn't happen. I'm a huge – I've been a Rye fan since UCLA days. Like, yeah. which is, like, way, way back. Yeah. Um, so, I, I want Rye to finally get that get that title. But, um, you know, this might – I, it's a spicy take that I hope happens so that Rye gets the title. That, 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 that's where it's coming from. I honestly hope that happens too, bro. I really do. Cause yeah, I want Ryan Benjamin. I was I was mad. Like I literally was mad when he lost. I was like not mad at <laughs> yeah, him. Yeah, yeah, I was yeah, mad yeah, at yeah, Carson yeah, yeah. Warhol. I was like a little kid. Like bro, like what the heck? And he ripped his shirt and stuff. I was like, yo, you doing too much, bro. <laughs> he said, you, said chill out, bro. Chill yeah, out. Yeah, I was like, bro, chill out. Like I don't know how you run forty five over hurdles. That don't it's, sound right. Man, it's ridiculous. It, it is like him and Sydney. What they're able to do is is out of this world. So. Yeah, it's completely not fair, but we appreciate you, Lamar, coming on. Definitely no listen to the podcast before preparing yourself for this moment. We, I mean, we, I mean, I knew you guys were going to be here. Huge armor, armor guy myself, so I was just like, yo. It's a perfect combo. It, it's, a, it's an amazing combo. Amazing <laughs> combo. So I uh, appreciate y'all. appreciate what you guys have been doing. Uh, keep up the, the work. I've been hearing I've been hearing the word, seeing the, the accolades, you know, the whole Oprah thing oh, happening dang. as well. You know, so you. And shout out to you guys what you're doing. It's amazing. Thank you, man. That means a lot. Appreciate, appreciate you, bro. For real. All right. Thank you. Thank you, thank you, Lamar. Thank you, Lamar. Hey, I like this. I like that guy. I like that guy. He's good. He's cool. He's cool. He's cool. Well, we're gonna be on here for about what another another eight minutes here at Under Armour Mission Run for night one of the two black runners here at the Under Armour Mission Run House. If anybody, if anybody else wanna come through and chop it up two minutes with two black runners. If, for us to close it out or Aaron we could really just start just talking about things that are going to happen we've pretty much covered everything else that's happened this past week correctly so anything else that we can really talk about but if somebody else wants to join on for us for about two minutes you are definitely welcome to come through but Aaron I also want to ask you uh, if anyone wants to come through you can come through though but like I want to ask you what prediction have you made that like you got wrong you feel like over the past three days or the past three days have gone by we definitely made predictions what were your, one of your predictions that you got wrong and you're surprised about? I would say my biggest surprise is Carson Warholm right now. Because, I mean, I'm getting cold. I'm sorry. I'm getting cold <laughs> out here, low-key. But I didn't think that that semi, I think the, sem the way he came out in the semi was different. Like, he looked like Carson from last year. And I didn't expect to see that. So, but the biggest prediction, you know, you you all know I got wrong was, was Cooper Tier. Like, you know what I'm saying? I did hear he was hurt. But I didn't yeah. know how I didn't know how hurt he was, but that, that I'm also you know my predictions are based in logic, but I also root for my home like the homies, you know what yeah, I'm saying? Yeah, yeah. So I, yeah, I, I was definitely wrong on that because I was saying this dude's gonna medal, but I'm saying that because he's talented enough to do that. But it's crazy this dude was fighting through a stress reaction. I were talking to one of the guys saying that Cooper like he's only ran about like four days since USA's, and that was through on like an alter G, and he would just bike and he would to go on the water like even before USA's he wasn't running and he was able to run two rounds and win both those heats like he's an amazing talent and what we we're kind of talking about earlier of just about how American distance running has definitely risen up to that level from the example that he has laid out through like running at Mount Sac, NXN, Foot Locker and all those type of things so Cooper that, that definitely surprised me too but even from the 15 as well Oliver Hoare like not making it I was definitely looking oh, yeah. I was definitely looking at it. we were That's talking before one. the semifinal I was like it's about to be in some order it's going to be Josh Kerr Jacob Ingebrigtsen and Oliver Hoare but Oliver Hoare not to make it is definitely super surprising and I think it opens up really the 1500 more and more to me you were saying that Jacob's like a for sure gone favorite of this event but like He's really not, bro. Even the fact that Josh Kerr, <laughs> Josh Kerr looks amazing. He does. He looks amazing. And, and like a lot of races this year, he hasn't looked the best, but he has looked his best in these last two races. And he looks, I mean, we people were thinking it was going to be Ollie that was going to be that biggest challenger, but 
I think Josh Kerr is going to be right there again. I think Chariot is going to be right there again, you know. And Stuart McSweeney is going to be in the race. But wait, before we go, ooh, I, who I wanted to talk about was uh, Mario Gar Garcia. Is that what I mean? Yeah, Mario Garcia Romo. Mario Garcia Romo, the NCAA champion of the 1500 out of Ole Miss. He's running for, he's from Spain? Yes. Yeah, yeah, yes, yes. That dude made the final, bro. <laughs> and he looked good. He for real, bro. He for real, for real. And I think the person that we got to talk about, too, is Abel, Abel Kipsang as well, ran that 333, ran that 331 earlier that this year sick. in Kenya and in that, in that high altitude. I know he didn't have the best performance at Prefontaine losing to Jacob, but honestly, bro, like, this dude, this dude is, this dude is nice. This dude is nice. He looked comfortable. He ran that 333, super duper comfortable, super easy. He's definitely looking like the biggest challenger to Jacob. It's going to be super duper interesting, but like I just want to let people know like that 1500 isn't wide open and it's going to be one of the most exciting events that we see in the next coming days as well. And the women's 1500 final is tomorrow. We're going to see Faith Kip Yegon. Low key, people are saying they think she could get close to the world record. I, that's that, that's definitely a possibility, bro. When you've seen her just like kind of after the semifinal and the prelim, kind of just like happening or jumping around, dancing, everything like that. Hey, like bro. she is comfortable, she is got, smooth, she's confident, like she's ready to go. All know? I gotta say, my fifteen hundred PR is three forty eight, so I don't want to get exposed. You, know <laughs> you what probably saying? you probably will get. I'm already she been she, exposed she, by, by the, the world record's three fifty. She coming for me, bro. Sinclair, she really coming for me. I might have to gear back up. I might have to start running again, bro. Sinclair getting on that medal stand. I really hope so. I'm rooting for her. I think she's, if she's in position uh, with a lap to go, I think she has a great, a great chance. She's been looking great all year. She's running really confident, and that's what you really like to see. Yeah. So I really think that I really think she has a, a real shot at, at doing something special. I think it's when looking at the start list, it's really easy to say in some order it's going to be Faith Kinyegon, Gudaf Segei, and Laura Muir. It's easy to say that, but Jessica Hole. Uh, Jessica Hole, Sinclair Johnson are two people that I'm all like, they can they can get into that top three if they run that perfect race. Jessica Hole just coming off running that 417 mile, that Australian record. Sinclair has had a fabulous season this entire time. It's going to be super exciting to see what they do in this next come tomorrow in that women's 1500 as well. And then we got the men's 3000 meter steeple, bro. That's going to be super hype. Our guy Hillary Bohr is going to be in that race. Fram the Two Black Runners podcast. I'm hyped for Hillary, man. Hillary barely raced over in the States. He's going to be back in the States again. And he races well at Hayward Field. I think he has a good chance. But, man, Bacali... And then that boy, nice, you know, they, and Gannett Wally. These guys are going to be the top of the class. But to be able to see Evan Jager finally uh, chop it up back with these guys again is going to be super exciting. I'm excited to see what Jager and Boar are really going to do in this final. Yeah, bro. And, and also tomorrow, the 200 start, the heat to the 200 for the both the men, uh, oh, the, for the men and women. For the men and the women. Okay. We're going to get to see Lyles and Knighting do their thing on that women's side. We're going to see Prandini. The debut of Abby Steiner. Oh, you know what I'm the saying? the Puma Spikes? I want to see, yeah, in the Puma Spikes. I want to see, you know, how much cheering we hear from the audience for her, too. Because They're going to be hype. Yes, yeah, she's going to be hype. But there have been a lot of people real hype, bro. Yeah. I, I didn't know Ryan Krauser got love like that. I, bro, I, I need to recognize. I didn't, know, I, didn't, I didn't recognize that. I, I always see him with the hat on. I just assumed, I just think about Texas in college, but... They love that boy. And then we'll leave you guys with this and the last thing that you guys need to watch out for, especially coming tomorrow. We may see, and I think we will see, the first woman to ever, the first American woman to medal in the triple jump, Katura Orji. She's going to be there in that conversation. She's number two in the world right now for the triple jump. She's had a super great year. We also got Tori Franklin in there. They have been leading the triple jump charge for the U.S. for a couple years now. But it's going to be super interesting what they do. And I'm just hyped to see what Katura and Tori get on that podium and finally represent for the U.S. in the triple jump. KO the comp, bro. Changing the game. But also, outside of her, Ulamar Rojas. Legend. Showtime. Goat. Go, world record holder. Consistent. You talk, it's always going to be a show when she out there. So yeah. tap in for that. It's a show. In. But I appreciate you guys, everybody that came through, everybody that jumped on the podcast. Really do appreciate it. We'll be back 
this coming Friday, the 22nd, and then on Saturday on the 23rd, back again at 8 p.m. to 9 p.m., recapping and previewing everything coming at the World Championships. It was a good night one, Aaron. Yeah, man, and next week, we will be on YouTube Live. Friday and Saturday, we will be on YouTube Live. So stay tapped in for that. We'll get more information for you. But it's the debut on the YouTube. So make sure y'all make sure y'all recognize and join in with us. Yeah, so appreciate you guys joining in. We'll see y'all next time. We're just two black runners doing our things out here in Eugene. Let's get it. Yes, sir.